podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the AI Fantasy Football Show. We are back after a little break. We have tried to plan shows, but just couldn't fit it in the schedule and, and stuff like that. But I'll introduce my guest and then we'll get into it and talk a little bit about our... Well, two of us will talk a little bit about our week. Someone will brag about it for ages. Um, Jay, how you doing, Jay? Yeah, all good. Um, I will be talking, not bragging. Yeah, just keep it short and sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the one bragging is Simon Dowling, Hefty Horse. How are you doing, Simon? Bragging is. I am very happy with fancy football at the moment. Um, I'm having. I've had a very nice. The last two weeks have been very nice for me. Indeed. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with, to offer you my wisdom and my sage advice. <laughs> just, just to break the fourth wall, we're doing this half ten in the morning and. The only reason he's doing it now is to brag. <laughs> oh, but I mean, it has been a while, and the last game week was twenty six. Um, Jay, I'll start with you, and then we'll just let Simon go for it later on. But Jay, how did how did you do? Distinctly average once again. Um, perhaps wheel of fortune rotation done me for two weeks in a row. Now, I tried to be clever and throw Man City players in when they had a double game week. And he only played them in one game. So, that bugged me. And I did Captain Sonny for that double week. So, I got a grand total of two points for Leroy Sonny in a double game week, which is a huge mistake. Um, Stones did pick up a clean sheet against Everton, but then what else was to be expected against Everton? Um, And then coming into this week... uh, Sani didn't feature at all. Um, my starting defender of Lindelof didn't feature for United. Rashford didn't feature for United. So therefore, my bench coming into play and I was scraping around with points from Wan-Bissaka, who got one, Bennett, who got two, and Ward-Prowse, who got one. So not a very good week to speak of. The only man who saved me was Pogba and Salah with 16 apiece. And that was because Salah was my captain. Yeah, you're painting the exact same picture as me, really. Um, I got um, 59, I had 63, but took a minus 4. Can't remember what my transfers were, but they were obviously shit. Oh no, I got Jimenez and broke him, I remember now. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. yeah, that's your fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All complaints from today will go to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was sick of that shit, I needed to get on it. <laughs> um, but my point, um, Alison Robertson, clean sheet, Robertson got an assist as well, I think. I think Kolasniak got an assist as well, but then he ended up scoring an own goal like a dickhead. Um, so that ruined that. R- nothing else to speak of my defence, but say- similarly to you, Jay, I had um, one Basaka and I had Be- Bednarek from uh, Southampton coming on for one point apiece uh, over the- Aubameyang and Rashford, which is just uh, fantastic. Um and then same story in the midfield, really. Salah was my captain, 16. Son got me 6. Uh, Pogba, 16. Who I should have captained in retrospect, but not really much to speak of, really. Um, bit of an average week, but 
I suppose getting 63 without the minus 4 is not too bad, but it looked like a high average week. So, Simon, I mean, just, just wheel off your, your double figures for everyone. And Take I got, it away. I got 91, which is fantastic. Um, pretty much actually all coming from the midfield. Uh, at the back, I had Andy Robertson as well, and then I just had a bunch of crap one ones as well, like... You lads had, and then I had Sterling, Pogba, Son, Mo Salah, Captain, and up front, Aguero. And so I got like pretty much those four m- m- made up my entire score. I got quite l- lucky because the week before I was torn between Sterling, between bringing in, um, or sorry, between bringing in Aguero or Aguero or uh, Sane. I, I like that was a huge call after he scored two hat tricks back to back. So that's pretty much what's been the the thing that's turned my entire FPL year alive, pretty much. And I've moved from twelve thousand ranked to three thousand in two weeks, which is pretty insane. One of my highest ranks I've ever had, I think. God, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that one move. It's crazy, isn't it? Because I was so, I couldn't pick. And I think the only reason I picked Aguero was because um, it was easier to, because uh, I was, I, I actually can't remember why I picked him. I, I, I just figured that he'd play more minutes, mm. pretty much, which worked out because I just don't think that that Jesus is like really getting enough um, minutes at the moment to really take any away from him so I figured that he was the better bet for getting at least to play more time on the pitch and it worked out very well yeah I mean, I mean for for someone like me who for I, I don't know how this has happened and I don't know why it, it happened but I don't have any Man City players and as we know they've been spanking teams since probably the turn of the year if not sooner um, and well, since that Newcastle or Leicester game, whatever was last, they've been on uh, really good form. So I'm gonna have to fix that. Um, but we'll get in. We'll get into our transfers and, and strategies a bit later on. I mean, um, we've not done a show since the end of the January transfer window. So I mean, we might as well not do a full review or anything like that. But we might as well have a look at some of the. Some of the bigger transfers and any more interesting ones um, that came in at the Premier League or moved in the Premier League or whatever. But GL start. Is there anyone? I mean, I've I've listed a couple there whilst I was waiting about. But have you, is there any that you look and go? They could be of interest when they've settled in. Yeah, I I kind of jumped onto Higuain pretty early in terms of I give him his week when he got two goals and then I gambled putting him in for the Man City game. Now, long-term, it may pay off because they don't have a game, obviously, next weekend with the cup final and then the week after, they do play Spurs. But then they've got a tasty little run of fixtures. So, me thinking is maybe long-term with Deguain and he's going to obviously be the focal point with Chelsea. So, hopefully, that one pays off long-term. The other one that did catch me, I was uh, Michi Batshuayi to Palace at six and a half million He's obviously in that bargain striker price bracket where you've got Jimenez and a couple of others. Now, Jimenez seems to be the, the man of choice up until you broke him last week. Yeah. But 
Um, he was one of that kid did catch my eye. However, he's not got into the starting eleven just yet, so it might just be worth keeping an eye on him for a couple of weeks and see if he does force his way in. Because Roy, being Roy, has obviously gone with has tried and tested Christian Benteke one goal in thirty six or whatever he's got now. Um, <laughs> so until Batshuayi does actually start banging them in. Um, I don't think he's going to start, but he could be one just to keep an eye on for a couple of weeks. Uh, other than that, there's not really been much around. I thought it was a pretty poor window, to be honest. Not really many many signings, more a couple of deals going out, but a lot of them seem to go out to lesser clubs or abroad. I can't really recall a window where things were so quiet. I don't think, other than Higuain, the top five or six, really done any business. Peter Crouch not tickle your fancy? Ooh, no. <laughs> he, he tickles many things, but not my fancy. <laughs> uh, Simon, any that you've, you've looked at with potential interest? Probably the same too, as Jay mentioned. But the only other person would be um, would be Tillman. Is that how you, is that how you mm. Tielmans, uh, I think. He's went yeah. to Leicester on loan. Um, Leicester have been absolutely awful, though, but they've got really nice fixtures. Um, and I believe he's playing, he's kind of like a number 10, is he? Kind of a mm. attacking midfielder. I don't, I don't, I know he's, the, I, I know his name from having really good stats on FIFA. <laughs> he was always That's where we all know that from. Bought, so I don't know how true that actually is to real. Life, I have to say, I've I've not really ever watched him play, but the fact that he has a kind of a, a name for himself, he could either be like he's not that expensive, but I don't know if I'd buy him. But he could maybe be a little extra spark to ignite that Leicester team. Maybe he might become an option. But apart from that, I think Mitchie would probably be the other one as well. Um, as Jade mentioned, Palace have like no one else in front, and once he breaks into the team he could definitely be worth um looking at to replace someone like Jimenez who now is not an option anymore. He may as well just be moving from the game. Yeah. He's been permanently cursed. And Doherty. Just, yeah. <laughs> oh god, not Doherty as well. Yeah, and Doherty, yeah. Uh, or sick of the wolves, wolves crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. I mean we could mention our favourite footballer ever, um Lazar Markovic, but I mean, I'd be very surprised if we even played five minutes. I mean, I I, I don't know when when the last time he's actually played a proper match. Um, but he's an interesting one, possibly a little punt. Just for interest, sake, I'm going to look at just, fixtures just to have him, <laughs> just to have him in your team. Uh, I've got but, babble. Uh, I could save point five there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they have should Yeah, he got two. He, didn't he get two assists in his first match? Uh, yeah, he had a good start, and yeah. he's done bugger all since. <laughs> uh, he got um seven points in his second game against Brighton, and then he's got ones and twos, which is very Fulham, very Fulham. Um, is but, that not just Ryan Babble's career in a nutshell? <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. I in, mean, a, in, a, in a three-week nutshell, he, he performed, he got so much hope, and then it was just actually not really what we all thought he was. Mm, the Champions League goal against Arsenal. That's all we needed. 
That's all we wanted, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, as a cheap option, I mean, if Markovic gets on the team, I could see it. But I mean, he's already got a yellow triangle. And as you mentioned, Sai, he's not played in a million years. So, not one for the short term. But I mean, if you want to price dump midfielder who might end up playing... Just for banter sake, Markovic is the one. Um, I mean, the other ones I've listed are the, uh, the, well, the three you've mentioned. I think T. Elman's with Leicester's fixtures could get interesting. He obviously had a very promising, he didn't get the point wise for FPL, but he had a very promising performance against Spurs. Um, Higuain, 9.5, that lower end of the high scale could be useful. Mitchy 6.5, as, as you both mentioned, um, could be a Jimenez alternative, but I may eventually break Mitchy instead and never tell you. <laughs> um, and the other, the other two I've mentioned that are potential interests, um, for other people. I've put Dennis Suarez down for 6.5 simply because he's gonna have to play because Arsenal are shit. <laughs> and at that price, you can't really go wrong with someone who's gonna probably play behind Obama Young and Lacazette, but he's not started, I don't think he's started yet, so that might be a wait and see. Um, and the other one I mentioned, I, I can't remember what Newcastle's fixtures are like, but I mean, Jay, I mean, is Almiron um, any interest to you? I, I know we barely know anything about him coming from the MLS and stuff. Didn't have too huge uh, a debut on, on the Monday Night Football, but is he any interest or is that a very much a wait and see? I think it's a massive wait and see, and it could potentially just be a case of one for next season. Um, obviously, coming in in January, it's a it's a gamble for any player, unless your name's Virgil Van Dijk and you just slot in like you were never there. Um, but I just think he he's coming from such a big change. It's it's not as though he's coming from a Championship club up to Newcastle, or he's coming from La Liga or the Bundesliga. He's coming from the MLS, and we all know the standard of the MLS is much declined to the, to the Premier League, you can put it that way. Um, I mean, he's shown, and there's highlights that were flying around. He seems to have a good set-piece delivery, um, takes free kicks. I think he took penalties maybe for that as well. Um, so he could be a potential goal threat, but he might just be that fifth midfielder you'd have on your, on your squad. So did you say he was six million? Six, yeah. Yeah, so he could be one that you might just have knocking around your bench as somebody who is probably guaranteed minutes and should the player not feature, then he will come in. For myself, I have Ward Prowse from Southampton because mm. he takes free kicks um, and I think he might have took a couple of penalties lately and he's five million and he just sits on the bench. But some weeks he, he might turn in a performance and get a goal or an assist and some weeks it's literally... Like last week, he got one point because he just featured for 90 minutes and they got beat. But he's a handy player just to have on your squad because he, he relatively is fit and features. So I think if you are going to go big on other players, then these players can be handy to have in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I quite like the uh, Ward Pro show. I think he, he, last month especially he was uh, on fire and I didn't realise he was that cheap, so he might be an option. Um, no, 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 no! Don't break him, please. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it's not working on Pogba. It's bullshit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, next we'll cover. Oh dear. It's a bit of a tough weekend coming up. Obviously, there's a week to go. There's FA Cup fixtures and Champions League fixtures, so we we're, we're doing this before them. Um, so we won't know if there's any injury news or stuff like that. But um, Simon, obviously, next weekend it, it's quite a tough one for for people who have a lot of the high end teams because obviously Liverpool v Man United, they're either five all or nil nil. There's simply no middle ground. Um, and um, obviously it's the League Cup final, so Chelsea, and more importantly, Man City are out of commission in, in the Premier League. Um, I I've got I think this might be the way I'm going, but I think it's a good weekend to play your free hit. Um, I, we'll get into the fixtures of the other teams, but I, don't, I have three Liverpool players and two Manchester United players. I'll obviously be bringing in Man City people to fix the mess that I'm in at the minute, but obviously not this weekend. But um, what, what do you make of the free hit? Oh, I know people try tend to save it for double game weeks, and I know you wanted to mention them as well. But um, what what is is the free hit? Is this the weekend for a free hit? Uh, I think it completely depends on your team. For me personally, I'm think I'm okay. I've only got three people who aren't playing, but I do have the same issue with I have two. Liverpool and two Manu, um, but I I kind of have a feeling that the players will still score quite well. I mean, I think there's going to be I think it's going to be a fairly and a fairly open match for the first time in a while. I think it might be okay, but um, it's a risky one. But I I normally try and wait until there's a till um like it maybe there's a. I'd normally play it when there's a lot of blanks, but only if I'm missing a lot of people and it feels like, and I have really bad fixtures. So I can see how your team could definitely need it this week. Um, and But I'd say maybe wait until after the FA Cup matches are played because I think mm. we should know who's going to blank and who won't. So, I mean, it might work out that there's not that many there won't be a lot of blanks the next, I think it's game week 31 possibly. So it might be, then it might be more more of an advantage to play it now. Um, and But the only other reason I might suggest to not play it is because you're only really, of the big, of like the teams in the top six, you're only really going to be picking Arsenal um, and Spurs. Uh, and their fi- their fixtures are quite nice though, because if you're on if you're gonna you, if you're gonna play your free hit, you'll probably avoid the Manu Liverpool match, I'd say, or maybe pick up one or two, but you're you know you wouldn't be going too mad. So you're looking at Ar- Arsenal at home to Southampton and Spurs away to Burnley, which away to Burnley is quite a tough place to go. So I'm I'm not sure if the fixtures are great. Um, so you'll be kind of taking a risk on um, kind of the the lower tier teams. But are you guys thinking about about using it this week? I'm um, I'm in this boss above it to be quite honest with you. Um, I've got three Man City players being David Silva, Sané, and Stones. Now. I am thinking of subbing Sané anyway because 
he's in and out the team constantly. So I, as I said previously, there he was. He played in the double game week. He played once, and that was against Everton, and he was hooked after 60, 65 minutes. I think it was. So I, I think he's at nine point five million. I think his price bracket is. So I'm thinking um, he might be worth just someone else and looking for somebody else. I, I did have Son, and then we went, we went to the Asia Games. I put Sonny in, and then I did say, I'm going to get Son back, and I never. Um, so I'm now kicking myself for the fact that Son's come back and he's been on fire pretty much. He's, he's kept Spurs going. So um, that could be one transfer that probably do make within the next week, but even if I use my full bench and sub in the players I've got off my bench, it still leaves me one player short, i.e. Higuain, because um, I've got four players who won't feature next week. And add to that, I've got Allison and Salah from Liverpool and Rashford, Pogba and Lindelof from Man United. So it's not really a, a game week that I want to be participating in. So, uh, as you said, a 5-5 would be nice but it wouldn't be good for the heart rate. It certainly wouldn't be good for the nerves. Um, I, I don't. It might just be a week that I just have to write off pretty much because um, I've kind of fiddled around with transfers over the past few days, but with the cup games, it's it's injury dependence as well. You, you could get a couple of players, could pick up a few knocks. Um, you've also got the Champions League next week, which Liverpool and Man City featured in. Um, so, so you, you literally don't know. Um, I think as good as the fact that we've not recorded a fantasy pod for a few weeks, we can't really dish out too much advice up until this point next week when we know where teams are up to, squads are up to, and players' fitness and so on and so forth. So uh, it's going to be a it's good, probably is the good one to play a free hit. I've, I've I've played mine weeks ago. I think it was week eight. Yeah, week eight I played mine and. Um, I don't think I got too much of an advantage from it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's the perfect week for you to play it, but obviously, if you've, if you've already played it, so yeah, you might have to take. I mean, it's it's probably worth taking a hit if you if 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 you can't field enough people to play, um, because it should it should work out uh, as long as the person scores like four points, you know, you'll it will have worked out then. Yeah, I could go I could go for three three pretty much. But my back line is absolute dross. It's a calf cars from Watford, Lindelof, Wan Bissaka and Bennett. Three of them are away from home and Lindelof's playing Liverpool, so the chances are I'm gonna scrape about six points together between the back line. I need an absolute magician of a performance from Salah as a captain, and then Pogba, Ward, Prowse, Rashford, and Jimenez. So I'd literally be—I think I'd be scraping about thirty-five points that week. So some major surgery is required. I mean, obviously, talking about surgery, do you, have you used your uh, second wild card yet? Is that an option for you? I think I have, but I don't remember when. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, Professionals. Yeah, should, I did. I remember. It should be I, on your screen, yeah. Yeah, it says played. I remember now. I made 
a whole host of changes round about game week 22, 21 maybe. And I think I made about eight changes. And if you remember on our WhatsApp group, I had the major panic of a Friday night saying, I've done this in work at like 3 a.m. in the morning. And then it took minus 32 off me. And Sam was like, no, oh, play wild yeah. card. It's fine. Yeah. And I was like, will it really work? And obviously it did. So yeah, uh, thinking back now, it was around about game week 22. I think I played that. I remember that. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I was bored and work at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh dear, 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 dear. Um, but yeah, I think I'll use the free hit. Obviously, I'll wait for the cup fixtures myself. Um, but we'll move on to a bit of long-term planning and any potential transfers or people you're looking to move out and stuff like that. Um, Simon, you've obviously bene- benefited off Aguero. Just being an absolute machine with uh, is it consecutive hat tricks or is it two out of three? I can't remember. Whatever, back to back, yeah, back to back. Um, mm. you've obviously benefited I know it wasn't from, from, wasn't it? Okay, doesn't I'm matter sorry. anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> He's just got a shitload of points. Um, but you've obviously benefited off Aguero, but obviously, hat tricks in a short amount of time. He's he looks like he's still going to. First choice, and obviously is is ahead of Jesus as you mentioned earlier. But is there an argument to now move off Aguero? Maybe you think that that's all we're going to get from him, or, or do you think he is now the king of the strikers? Because I mean, just looking fixture wise, obviously after the League Cup final, he's got West Ham, Bournemouth, Watford, which is pretty good um, free game spell. But I think if you compare that to Aubameyang, I think he's got Southampton and Bournemouth in the next two. So, do you, do you think Aguero's now the king, back to being the king of the strikers, or would you still say it's Aubameyang, just about? Uh, it's really tough. Um, I'd probably... It's kind of one of those ones where, if you own Aguero, mate, I don't know. Aubameyang is Southampton and Bournemouth at home, but Arsenal are... Not, like Arsenal aren't in great form, and he's not in particular in particularly amazing form, but they are probably, I think Bournemouth at home is probably the best fixture on paper at the moment because they are the worst away team and they just like, and they, they can't really park the bus. So, you know, that they're going to be, um, that's probably going to be three or four nil type of match, but it is Arsenal. So you never really know. <laughs> not, not the nil uh, part, no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe four, four, three, maybe it's yeah. more realistic. And Aguero, is just in crazy form and I would normally tend to pick form over fixtures and it's not that his fixtures are bad but I mean West Ham home Bournemouth away Watford home as you say there you'd expect that's going to be they're going to score quite a lot in those I mean even though Bournemouth are a lot better home they still play open you know so they will definitely Mm. keep themselves exposed West Ham can't really defend that well, and Watford are—I don't know—they're just—they might be really bad or amazing. Um, Aguero, see, this is what I'm thinking. I'm very—I'm not sure if it's worth the fact that he has a blank. Just adds that, you know, adds an extra match for Bamiang. So there is the possibility that I'm thinking of doing. I don't know if. If, if this is um, a bit mad, would be to bring Obama Yang in now and then bring Aguero back in 
for maybe that Watford home match mm. uh, and kind of take the risk there that I'm going to just almost bank in that Aubameyang will outscore him over those three over those two um, or three weeks but I don't know if I had a Aubameyang I definitely would hold on to him until after the Bournemouth home match anyway I think that's an easier pick but the harder one is is it worth getting rid of Aguero only to want to bring him back in in a week or two so it's it's tough um, it's that's not a great answer I know but it's 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 quite a hard I think if you if you can afford both that would obviously be mm. um, a nice spot to be in um, maybe if you maybe if you have someone like Hazard in midfield you could bring in someone for five or six million and do and have both up front that could definitely work up Bamiang for now obviously and then bring mm. in Again, Aguero after the blank week. That's what well, I'd recommend. That, but yeah. myself, I don't know what I'll do still. Yeah, that links in quite well into the next thing I was going to bring up. Jay, um, you obviously have Higuain. I've moved completely off of Chelsea. I mean, Alonso was. I mean, he was the must own in, in, in defence when uh, Mendy got injured and stuff like that. But I've moved completely off of Chelsea, especially since Hazard decided to turn shit again. Um, obviously, had a little bit of a, a, a jump back, but. Um, as a person who has Higuain, are Chelsea completely unownable at the minute? Because, I mean, 6-0 v Man City or whatever it was, not performing that great anyway. I, I think they spanked Huddersfield or whatever it was the other, other week. But, I mean, is there any point in owning the Chelsea player? Because, unless you're catching Hazard when he's on one of his fire spells, but God knows when they happen... Is is there anyone actually worth owning in a Chelsea top? Because I mean, there was those rumours after the after the uh, City game that Sarri said Alonso's completely useless and stuff. And I mean, I have to agree with him, Mike. But um, it, it, is there anyone in Chelsea that you look at? Because uh, Simon just made the suggestion that Binnenhof has had to get a price, or not priced on midfielder, but fund a bigger striker. Is that is that a, a worthy option now? It's it's certainly a viable uh, theory. Um, although I don't know if you have or haven't taken a look at Chelsea's fixtures, I'm just having a little peruse now on potential transfers, but I'm not making any just live, just so you know, not like yourself. Um, oh dear, <laughs> they've, <laughs> got, they've got the cup game next week. Now they're not going to turn in another performance like they did last week against Man City. I mean, the reality is Man City will probably win that cup, um, but should somehow Chelsea come up with something and get the result that it, it, it would please me I think I said this on a WhatsApp group I'd rather Chelsea win the League Cup because I don't want Man City to win anything so I would happily see Chelsea win the Cup as much as that pains to say and see Pep sat there slumped in his chair than see Man City floating around with another trophy so uh, quickly back on to Chelsea uh, they've got obviously a blank game week. Then they play Spurs at home. Always a feisty fixture. Um, I wouldn't be owning any defenders from Chelsea because they're mm. literally hit and miss. And you could have a 12 points from David Luiz one week and could easily have a minus two from him the week after because he's just so erratic. You don't know what you're going to get. However, after that, 
their following six, five fixtures are Fulham, Wolves, Everton, Cardiff, West Ham. Now, that's the only reason I've got Higuain, because they are viable fixtures on paper. I mean, they go to Fulham, which is the derby, home to Wolves, they go to Everton, they go to Cardiff, and then they're home to West Ham. So, if Chelsea are going to get their season back on track, that's when they're going to do it. And they obviously, they played the Europa League, but they seem to play a much-changed squad. Or they, well, they didn't change so much last night, but they do change a lot of players um, within that team. And i pretty much say that they're safely through to the next round of that. Um, so that's the only reason I've gone with Higuain. The other teams have kind of floated around a bit of interest was Leicester, notably. Um, Vardy has got to come into form at some point and they've got a nice run of fixtures coming up. I mean, if you look on the, the core spectrum um, along the fixtures, they've not got a pink or a purple fixture until game week 36. So they've got five games at home being Palace, Brighton, Fulham, Bournemouth and Newcastle. Now on paper, Leicester should be winning all them and they should be scoring some goals, but it's Leicester. So you really don't know. They, they turn up against the big boys and they seem to look clueless against the, the lesser side. So you, it's a gamble if you go with a Leicester player. Um, and then touching back onto Arsenal, um, I don't have any Arsenal players. The one I did have previously was Lacazette. Now, obviously, he had a bit of a moment last night, but as you've mentioned, there's fixtures coming up as Southampton and Bournemouth at home. That could be one I potentially look at at 9.5 mm. million. Because um, I can't afford to get Aubameyang unless I do take a massive price drop in the midfield. So that's a potential option that I've looked at is, is maybe getting Lacazette in for these two weeks and then see if I can juggle things about and maybe get somebody else in. But it's it's a tough one. I think if you've got Aguero or you've had him, you don't sell him because he is he's guaranteed goals. Across the season, he's guaranteed goals and points. So I think I may have had him for some small period of time and I've gone against my own word and sold him because he was not in the team or he was injured. I think he's one of these players that if you have him at the start of the season, you just bear with him and you leave him in. And you just, you take the rad, you take the good with the smooth and you take the rough when it comes, but I've missed out on Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't the exact same. I had him at the, I think I had him for like the first third of the season, maybe half of the season. Um, swapping between him and um, Salah as captain, and then I sold him, and then he scored hat tricks. Um, <clears throat> so that, that's my situation with Aguero. I will be bringing him back in after the League Cup final and all that jazz. <clears throat> but Simon, uh, look a bit closer at home. Um, Liverpool's a real weird club at the minute. Um, we obviously had the two disappointing draws. Um, back to business against Bournemouth, who are the perfect um, opponent um, for us. But the biggest situation for us, I mean, we've stopped, we've finally got a clean sheet again, but that, that's not the point I'm going to make, is it, Salah v Mane, obviously some people will have both, obviously Liverpool fans will be listening to this, more, more, well, pretty much 99% of Liverpool fans will be listening to this, no one else will be, but um, it is the now a debate that Mane is now the more ownable one than Salah, obviously Salah, I think Salah's the most, yeah, he's the highest scoring midfielder and stuff like that, but do you think 
it'd be chasing points that have gone with Mane, or do you think he's in that spell of a form that we could see him score five, six, seven games in a row, or do you think the safer bet is still to stick with Salah? Salah, I think, is still the better pick, but I could definitely see people having both. Um, maybe after the Manu match might be the time to do it, but Mane's he's, he's the type of person who just kind of seems to hit pockets of form. He tends to uh, be a little bit less productive kind of between like maybe for three or four months and I think that he's kind of past that point now I mean like he started off very very well he scored a fair few and then he kind of had a bit of he was a kind of off form had a bit of kind of like mixed form and now he seems to be back to um his kind of more early or his early season form again so He's definitely a player on form. He's probably in more form than Mo in terms of his in terms of his actual FPL points. I mean, I th- I still think that Mo is playing very very well, but he, he um just in terms of FPL, Mane has the better form. So and Mane seems to get um seems to be more inclined to get bonus points as well. Mo never picks him up unless he scores like five or ten or something it's just i don't know what the hell's up with that but so i i i think i'd like both i wouldn't get rid of mo for money though i think mm. that's kind of the thing um i think if you have one hold on to them i wouldn't start trying to trade them about i think that's where you start to lose points when you try and kind of bounce off people like that it's very it's very very hard to do it but if you don't own three i think you could definitely bring in i mean maybe people who own someone like sterling or hazard or, or someone like that um that could be a person to bring money in for even for like three or four weeks and try and just hit this little pocket of form that he's in and he's not what is he's only 9.6 so he's not too expensive it's pretty nice price range for him as well and the fixtures are are okay i mean Manu away, Watford home, Everton away, Burnley home. I mean, it's it's quite a mixed bag, but hopefully the will um kind of see the form from Bournemouth move on from there. And if we play like that in most of those fixtures, then I definitely think having both will be very profitable. Yeah, yeah, I fully agree. I fully agree. It's um it's a weird one with Liverpool. I mean. Um... Jay, um, obviously we've mentioned Mane and Salah there. I mean, what, what's your thoughts on owning Firmino? I'm not sure what his price is, but I know he's one of the cheaper high-end ones, uh, similarly to Higuain. Um, 9.3, so he's a bit cheaper than Lacazette and Higuain. Um, is Firmino, I know he's had a, he's been, had a bit of a mixed, um, bag of form recently. Um, but I think everyone did against Leicester and West Ham, didn't they? But, um, is, is Firmino an option? Um, for you, I I had him, and I sold him for Higuain. I stuck by him for weeks and weeks, and I think the only decent performance I got out of him was Arsenal. I think he got mm. two against Arsenal. If I remember yeah, correctly, maybe seventeen points. Yeah, yeah. Um, and other than that, he's been turning in like one week he might get an assist, or he might get a six or seven. Um, other weeks it's been twos and threes. So. I kind of decided that enough was enough um, and binned them. However, 
if if Klopp decides that on our last showing against Bournemouth, which for me, playing Salah from the right is where we're most dangerous, he, he has an effect going through the middle. But I think we, I've said this on previous pods, it's evident after about 20 minutes. If it's not working through the middle after 20 minutes, it's not going to work for the rest of the game. He just seems to struggle. Mm. Um, and then we put him right against Bournemouth and he stayed right for the whole game, I think, up until we started fiddling around the last 10, 10 minutes or so with uh, Sturridge and uh, a few others coming on. But Firmino looked so much more effective through the middle. All right, he dropped into the holes and that was allowing Mane and Salah to come in from the wings. And when he does that, he, he, he comes to life. He, I think when he's playing behind Salah, it's a bit too congested for him. And not only that, the, the runs from out to win doesn't really come as direct from Shakiri if we do have Shakiri out there and Salah through the middle. Um, so I think that's where Firmino sort of gets lost within the, mm. the muddle of the, of the pitch. So for me, he's not someone I'm going to jump on back in. Um, Mane, said before, he's, he's, he's hit and miss, he's hot and cold. He, he's had four, four goals in four games, I think, rather than um, three of them have been the opening goal. So he's, at the moment, he's hot and long may it continue for him, but he could easily just turn up an ice-cold performance in the next three or four weeks. You really don't know with Mane, so he's he's one that you, if you get him, he's a gamble because as Liverpool fans, we know he's he's very erratic in terms of his performances. So for me, he's a he's a miss. Um, but if you've got him and he, he's he's doing well, then great all round. But for me, I'd probably. Stay away from them too. I think Salah's your, your your solid one for Liverpool, and then maybe I'll, I'll look at maybe getting Trent back in because I did have him before mm. he got injured, and he, he seemed to be a solid banker of points. And if if we can get our clean sheets back in order, then that that's probably a solid purchase as well that people may have overlooked because he's been out for a few weeks. Yeah, that's a good point about Trent. That's a very good point. Um, I have Robertson as well, so if if I wanted to. Gain a bit of money, that might be the way to do that, but I think Robertson's the safest bet in the team. Um, Jay, I'll stick with you for this, because um, you mentioned that you obviously let Son go due to the Asia games and stuff like that. Um, he has been stupidly good since he came back, um, and he has Burnley away at the weekend, but after that he has Chelsea away and Arsenal at home. Obviously you mentioned that Chelsea away is one of them fixtures that it, it, it it's more mad than uh, than boring a bit <laughs> a bit like the opposite of the Man United games with us. Um, but it, for people who have Son, I mean, he's owned by oh God, he's only owned by twenty three point eight percent. That's lower than I thought. Um, but w- would you be would you be advising sticking with him through those two fixtures? Because I mean, the North London derby again it, it is a mad one. But um, two four difficulty fixtures. I mean. It, is there is there a is there a, a debate to move off Son or do you think he's kind of must own because he's not that expensive? No, I, I think he's a must. I must own. I, I regret not getting him back in. And Sane clearly has not worked out for me since it's mm. changed. Um, I think he's a must own up until Kane comes back, and that's when you might rethink it because 
obviously Harry Kane's going to come back and he's going to walk straight into the starting eleven. It's then up to Pochettino. Does he tweak his system and drop some back a little bit, or does he use a rotation um, if they're still in Europe? Which, I mean, great results midweek for them against yeah. Dortmund. <laughs> so, depending on who they get in the next round, obviously they're going to come past the Chelsea and Arsenal fixture by then, and it's who they get and how they perform in Europe. Um, so I would say maybe for the next three, potentially four game weeks, you keep hold of Son and then you'd maybe reassess it from then. But I don't see how he could be dropped. I mean, he's he's been missing for, what, I think it's about seven weeks of the game weeks of their season and he's still probably their best player this season. Yeah. Um, so I think he missed three or four starts of the season he missed two or three maybe throughout the middle but at 8.9 million he's probably your, your best of the rest in terms of not your high end so apart from Sterling Hazard and Salah he's your next best go-to really but mm. it's surprising that he's only owned by 23% it seems like everyone in my leagues own him <laughs> so mm. um he is one, definitely, I think, I would look at. Well, interestingly, as you mentioned, Harry Kane coming back there, I just clicked on it to see if there was an expected return thing. And Simon, I'll come to you on this. Um, shockingly, it says that Harry Kane is expected back for the next game. I thought he was out for a lot longer than that. Um how much does that change the dynamic of the game? Because I, I can't remember what his form was like, but Harry Kane's probably the safest of safe bets in terms of strikers because you know he's going to play every minute of every game. But Harry Kane coming back, Simon, does that does that change the complete thinking of how to tackle FPL? Mm, I not at the moment. I mean, I did see actually that um, he I had been mentioned that he was going to be back for the Burnley match, but. Uh, every time he comes back from injury, he always kind of, it kind of always seems to take him like a week or two, maybe even three weeks to actually find his form again. I have a feeling he's been, he might be being rushed back, which is like what we saw after mm. the World Cup when he got yeah, yeah. rushed back and his form was awful. He wasn't really playing very well. And then, I mean, so it, it might be one of those. And the fact that Spurs, are in a little bit of form. I'd actually be. I think it's. I think they'd be. I think they could definitely wait on him if if um if he's if he's not actually fit. But maybe maybe he'll just kind of. I I wouldn't be surprised if he just came off the bench maybe against Burnley, and just kind of got his match fitness back up that way. But Son to me is still the better of the pick, even when they were both fit and in form. I still would have preferred to have. I still would have preferred to have sign on my team just based on the price. I think. Um, I think Kane is still very, very expensive, and I think it would be a struggle having him. And I mean, I definitely wouldn't bring him in over 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 Aguero. So for me, I'd have no way to buy him in really unless I saw someone like like Mo Salah, which I'm not, which I wouldn't do. So yeah, I mean. Yeah, I think it's a wait and see, and especially the way their fixtures fall. Um, you can kind of afford to wait until after 
Arsenal, I think, and by that point, he should probably be back in form, and then maybe you can see how things are, and maybe something will happen to one of the other people on your team, and you might find yourself with a bit of spare money. But Son is, if you don't own him, I think he's, I think that's who I'd buy at the moment. He's probably been the best. He's just absolutely in amazing form. He scored in his last three back-to-back and he's got some massive returns already and he's he's missed a fair few matches and he's still one of the top midfielders. So, very impressive player. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's a fair shout that he's in for player of the year now. Um, but we'll move on to some of the smaller clubs. Um, Jay, you mentioned Brighton. Um, uh, Leicester actually having really good fixtures earlier. Um, Brighton are another one. Um, but um, Jay, is there any of the small teams and smaller players that you could look at as a potential um, differential? Maybe Jamie Vardy. I don't know why, but just Leicester's fixtures just stand out as really good to me. And another one that maybe a maybe a bargain striker as such be Anatovic. Um West Ham. Mm. They've got Fulham at home and then they go to Man City. But then they have got a, a nice little run of fixtures being Newcastle, Cardiff, Huddersfield and Everton. So they could potentially get him back in and get him back into form because they have missed him. Um, and um, there was one of the team... I think you mentioned Brighton. Um, they, they, they're hit and miss Brighton. I mean, Glenn Murray seems to be the only goal-getter, but they have... They have got a nice run of fixtures, but he, he doesn't necessarily start every week now. He tends to see Lacardia comes in. Um, and obviously, they don't play this week because they should have played Chelsea. Or, oh, sorry, next weekend was their arranged fixture. So, at some point, they will have a double game week coming up with Chelsea, which may be an opportunity if you are looking for a little bit of sneaky points to maybe get Murray or um, Nachas or if you fancy a clean sheet um, Duffy or Dunk so they're, they're a couple of the teams that you could possibly pick up a few points around that nobody else has maybe looked at Yeah I mean Brighton's Brighton's a weird one as, as you mentioned um, Glenn Murray aside maybe a couple of defenders but I think even the defensive record's gone a wee bit um, but I think Murray might be a decent pick up with their fixtures Um Simon, any of the other little... Uh, I say little, that's fucking... That's proper patronising. Any of the uh, lower league teams that you're looking at with, with decent fixtures, any players? I mean, I've I've noted a couple down there. Um, West Ham, Brighton, Leicester, as mentioned. Uh, and Newcastle. Um, Rondon might be of interest. Yeah, that's exactly who I was actually about to mention was Newcastle. And I think either a person from the back, um, a defender... Shar seems mm. to be nailed on now, um, and he's got a fair few returns. I think he's got a couple of goals, or um, he's got a few returns anyway in the last few. Uh, sorry, just having to check. He scored two. He actually scored two in one match, and then he got a assist in the last match. Um, Newcastle have great fixtures actually, um, and he's quite cheap. He's only four point six, which isn't bad. Um, and Rondon up front as well could be a little sneaky punt. Um, 
I wouldn't expect them to score too many, but I just think with the fixtures they have, I mean, just the next few are like um, Huddersfield home, Burnley home, West Ham away, Everton home. I mean, you'd expect probably at least two clean sheets there, probably, I'd say, especially Huddersfield and Burnley home. So that's that's where I'm going to look for a couple of bargain picks. Um, I don't think there's really too much. Wolves have pretty nice fixtures, actually, as well. Um, the next three are quite nice, and then they have four really, really horrible fixtures. So if you were just looking for a person for a little fast kind of a fix, um, they could be worth having a look at. Maybe Johnny at the back is 4.3. I think he's a pretty nice pick as well. And... Jimenez, I would have recommended, but now I'm not so sure anymore. Um, <laughs> it could be broken. Yoda as well seems to find, eventually found a little bit of form, but I think he might be injured at the moment or he's just coming back from injury. So I think that's about it really that I'd be looking at. Um, I actually have two freebies this week, so I have a couple of different uh, options that I can do. But I'm definitely going to wait mm. till after the matches next week before I even start to think about it because there's a lot of fixtures to play still. Yeah, yeah. And just just on West Ham, I mean, we we mentioned Arnautovic there, and the other big hit you'd probably say is Philippe Anderson. I've just realised yeah. I broke him big time as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Right. He got an assist against Liverpool, which is typical. But other than that, he's done bugger all since game week 19, which is a long Ooh, time yeah, ago. Yeah, that's crazy, yeah. Yeah. So if anyone's looking at Felipe Anderson, um, I will let you know if I move off of him, which might be an op- <laughs> which might be a possibility. Now looking at his results recently. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously you mentioned transfers then. It's a bit too soon, um, Simon, but... Possibly, rather than ins, is there anyone that you're looking at your team that you think is, um, that you want to move out? Yeah, the one person is Digny from Everton. I mm. just have no idea how to pronounce his n- name, but um, he has a blank this week. Everton uh, aren't great. Uh, they haven't kept a clean sheet for a while. Um, I think since, like, Bournemouth at home about five or six weeks back and their fixtures are uh, pretty poor as well so here's I kind of only brought him in for a little while anyway so he'll definitely be out so I'll be looking to pick up a person who has a nice fixture this week uh, have about I think I'll have about 5.1 million to spend 5.2 Pereira is 5.3 off him I know he would have been the perfect he was who I, I went to some Possibly Chilwell instead, who is five million. He's he doesn't offer as much an attack, but um, but I'm not sure how much I trust Leicester to keep clean. She's the man, so I might go for a Newcastle defender. Um, but I'd say that's probably what I'll do. Shar, I think, will probably be who I'll get, and then I'll probably roll my other free transfer. I think for the following week, unless one of my players picks up an injury but it does mean I'll be playing Bednarok mm. uh, away to Arsenal which easy game now easy game <laughs> but be a clean sheet you never know 
Uh, <laughs> I hope not. So I'll be captain of fucking above you. Um, um, but Jay, anyone that you're looking at to take out your team, as we said a bit early to talk about incomings. Yeah, um, had a little play, nothing concrete yet. But it's how um, it begins. <laughs> I know, I know, but actually, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to stay strong. I'm not going to make any transfers till next week, as of games coming up but Sané is the Glenn one in my team now I could live to regret this I think I've done it earlier on the season and he went on and had like five or six weeks of unbelievable four goals and assists and it was just after I dumped him again Um, but looking at the potential of maybe Sané and Jimenez and what I've got in the bank would free up 17 million in my team which means I could get a a top-end striker and a pretty decent midfielder. So I've had a little play around and maybe I could get either Aubameyang or Aguero and a decent midfielder for around about six million and leave some pennies in the bank. But I think the likelihood is maybe go Aubameyang because Man City don't play this week and then maybe switch that to Aguero. That could be Mm. the thinking. Um, but I'm going to wait and I'm going to just play it by ear and see what comes um, next week. But I have had a little fiddle about and if I can get a top-end striker in and a decent midfielder, that should see me through the next few weeks and then I need to have a look at my defence and restructure that because I've got, I wouldn't even say an average defence, it's pretty poor. Kafkart, Lindelof, Wan-Bissaka, Benners and Stones. Stones doesn't feature very often. Lindelof is erratic at the best of times. I think the only consistent one is Wan-Bissaka, but his clean sheets are hit and miss. And then Watford's fixtures are terrible coming up. So I've got some some requirements at the back that need addressing. And if Alisson can start keeping clean sheets again, that would be lovely. Yeah, I echo that. <laughs> I echo that. Robertson as well. Um as as I've mentioned throughout, I'll probably be doing a free hit. I mean, if we don't do a podcast beforehand, um, I'll I'll just whack it on Twitter and I'll talk to you in the WhatsApp group about the sh- about the shitty decisions I'm about to make. <laughs> um, just in case we don't do another pod, early captain picks uh, straight off the bat. I'd be picking a Bamian because Southampton don't defend. Um, Sai. Uh. Mo Salah is actually who I have on at the moment, which is just absolutely wild and a probably really bad idea. Um, but I have it on him at the moment. Have Son has the vice, so I might swap those around. But I, I, I don't really have anyone else who has a great fixture, so probably, probably will have to be one of them too. Roll the dice. Love it. Um, <laughs> Jay, anyone you're looking at? I'm in the same boat as Sai. It's currently on Salah. But whoever I get in, probably say probably Aubameyang. I'll take that punch and go with him. Sorry, and if you break him, I'm blaming you anyway. Um. <laughs> I, no, no, he's been doing all. Well, no, he, he hasn't. He hasn't actually. He's been doing shit recently, but he's done all right all the time. I've had him. Maybe, maybe I'm the magic influence he needs. If he does well, you have to keep him. That's that's the rule. Um, okay. <laughs> but um, we will finish up there. I mean, um, anything you guys want to plug, whether it's your Twitter or any shows you've been on recently? 
uh, Simon? No, I have. Um, I think the last one I was on was the Face Off pod, actually. I think that was us three as well. <laughs> With us three, it was indeed, actually. So I'll plug that. Um, that was uh, Face Off pod, yeah. That's the last one I was on. I haven't been, I haven't been doing too many pods, um, so I'll just plug Anfield's index as a whole pod. Just everything, just all the podcasts. Um, I recommend actually the latest. Uh, it's the normal one on the the not the pro one. Just the last Anfield index one with Trev is mm. is absolutely fantastic as always. Very funny. Yeah, that that was my plug on the face off last night um, as well. Great show there, uh, Jay. Anything you want to let the people know about? Well, sign and yourself have just robbed my one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess we've all missed Trev, Carl, and Cam. We've obviously just missed them. Uh, but yeah, that obviously that's a that's a good pod to listen to every week. Uh, it's and it's a change. It's not good alternative change. It's not all football. So if you want to have something a little different in your life, then that is a good pod to listen to. If you do want to listen back to a six-minute rant on Adam Lalana, do listen to Face Off. Um, there will be another rant coming up soon, whether it's through Face Off or any other stream of podcast. Pick your player, and I'm sure I can rant about them. Um, <laughs> other than that, just stay tuned. Um, it's going to be a long weekend because we haven't got a game, but the big boys are back next week, Bayern Munich and Man United. So enjoy the weekend, rest up and get back behind the Reds for the final charge in the season. Yeah, last words from me, just say the FA Cup needs binning because I want to watch Liverpool. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll finish up there. Cheers for joining me, you two, and thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>